Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, beautiful souls. How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode. Are you hustling through what you are doing right now? We often hear so many things associated with hustling. If you check up the definition of hustle, it literally means to obtain something by forceful action. Or when you use it as a noun, it could even mean a fraud. We all hustle. We have different seasons in life. I definitely hustled my way through high school dropout, through working really hard and getting myself into UCLA. I hustled my way through internship to financial stability and eventually to burnout. But I completely transformed my own life from feeling overstressed, unhappy, and unhealthy at one point to living my dream life now of joy, fulfillment, and mindfulness. That's why it's my passion now to help other women in life transitions see that same clarity, reach new goals, kiss overwhelm goodbye, and live a joyful and thriving life. About a year ago, I came across a podcast named The Luscious Hustle. I was instantly attracted by the name because it turned the word hustle to a more positive energy for me. And I'm beyond thrilled to bring you now the founders of Luscious Hustle, Bessie and Laura, to the show today. So they are transformational business and branding coaches on a mission to empower women with the tools and motivation they need to turn a spark of an idea into a full-fledged business and sold-after brand. Also born from the ashes of burnout. Luscious Hustle was created to redefine what it means to hustle as an online entrepreneur. In less than a year, they harnessed their passion to build a six-figure business that supported the lifestyle and time freedom they craved. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's hear it. Welcome to the show, Betsy, Laura. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) Let's see. Let's start with you. At one point, you were burnt out and desperately sick and had to quit your dream job. Please tell us a little bit more about that time in your life. Oh gosh, you want to make me cry first thing on a podcast? <laughs> it's no, it's actually a really great question. And it's one that I, you know, five years later after quitting the dream job, and it really was like I had been running my own business. I was 24. I watched The Devil Wears Prada. I wanted to be in New York City. I wanted to be in fashion. I wanted all the things like running through the city, going to, you know, big events. And I did all that. But the flip side of manifesting your dream job is that you also manifest the real life that goes along with it. So it was sleeping with my Blackberry, falling asleep in Penn Station, traveling at a moment's notice, like, you know, less than 12 hours to get on a plane to go to China for two weeks. Like my, my life revolved around my job. And at the end of it, you know, I, I recently said to my mom and she was shocked that I would say this. Cause I, I said it about three times before she was like, really, wait, like what? I like, are you serious right now? Cause you're being very dramatic. And I told her recently, like, I think if I'd stayed in the city and I'd stayed in that job, I would have died. Not because I was like killing myself doing drinks and drinking and drugs and all the things. But I think that the level that I was at, I was so burned out. I was having daily migraines for about 
a year. I was slurring my words in meetings. We wondered if I was having mini strokes. I couldn't get any answers from any doctors. And if I'd stayed down that path, like I honestly do believe I probably would have had a stroke and I would have died and it would have, you know, like for what? Like it sounds so ridiculous to say, but like for what? And that's really where Luscious Hustle came to be for me and the, you know, the business that Laura and I've created because I don't really think that success should be that hard. And it should be fun and it should be luscious and it should light you up. But when all the red flags are there and all you know is how to push forward or hustle or chase the dream that you have, at what point do you sit back and go, yeah, you know what? This really isn't the dream anymore. Like you have it all on paper, but it's, it doesn't feel internally like the dream. And so that's really how I was able to shift out of it. I mean, it was necessity at first, but where we've gone and what we've built has been out of that necessity not to repeat the same pattern over again. Cause it's just ingrained in me from a very young age to be ambitious and keep going. Thank you, Betsy. Laura, Mm -hmm. how about you? So back in the days, you were in network marketing. And indeed, Mm -hmm. you did experience success at some point in building a global team. Why were you still struggling? Well, you know, the thing that I that came to mind when Betsy was talking is, you know, the word luscious and and, and why we luscious hustle as opposed to just hustling. And so, yeah, you're right. I started my network marketing business when I was um, like 32 weeks pregnant. So I like had a baby and then started building this business. And I did, I built a team of people all over the world. And I really got into, you know, building through social media, building through no like, and trust. I didn't want to do the old school, like network marketing parties and hit up grandma or my neighbors or whatever. And so I, I got really good at that, but I was absolutely still chasing a goal. I was, you know, and network marketing is really good at that. Like, and this is not me shitting on network marketing, but really just, I mean, there's a, there's a certain Kool-Aid that you drink and there are benchmarks and pillars for success that happen in any network marketing business, really any business, any in the world, whether it's your business or you're working in corporate, there's different benchmarks that you're trying to climb in the ladder. And so I got really fixated on certain benchmarks that I wanted to hit that those would be that one. When I get to this level in my business, I'm making this much money, then X, Y, Z will happen or unfold in my life. And I got to a point about, it was almost exactly two years into network marketing that I, I did it that one Friday night, I like hit the goal. And I remember sitting there and I just felt nothing. I felt absolutely numb. I had been working so hard to this one point and then it was very anticlimactic. And I, and it really made me, you know, just sit back and be like, huh, okay. So I got the thing here I am. And kind of what, what Betsy said before, like, what for, what did I do it for? Right. And that really is where, you know, this notion of like, what does it mean to, because luscious is a very visceral word, right? You really feel it in your body. You, it, it conjures up all kinds of different images, very rich and abundant and radiant and youthful. Right. And it's different for every person. And so it's like, well, what would it mean? Why am I doing all this work? Why am I pushing so hard? It's like, cause I, there's this life at the end of the road that I think I'm going to have. What if I could have that life right now? What if I could feel luscious in the present moment right now? And it really took, took me back to my early days of, you know, doing personal development. Byron Katie was one of the first people I discovered in the personal development world. And she really talks about how, you know, there is no such thing as the past or the future. It's just the present. You just have now. That's the only moment you ever really have in life. So it's like, okay, well, that's a big piece of what luscious hustle is. Like, are we feeling in alignment with the work that we're doing right here and now? 
Does it feel good? Does it feel luscious? Can we allow ourselves to really enjoy the journey and the work that we're doing here and now? And yes, it's going to lead to certain goals. It's going to lead to certain markers of external validation, the followers or the clients or the money. And those are all fine and well. And yes, you need money to have a business. You need money to live and have things. And and that's all fine and well, not denying that. But it was really about tapping back into like, well, what am I doing this for? Because if the only moment I really have is the present one, then that is the moment that needs to count and it needs to feel luscious. So when you started your brand Luscious Hustle, what kind of financial situation were you in? That is such a great question. I didn't have a bank account, if I'm being completely honest. So (laughs) Laura and I, we share the same last name, but we're not related. We actually met on Instagram in a DM. She found me on Instagram. I was health coaching. She was in network marketing and she slid into my DMs and she's like, oh my God, I love what you're doing. I work with this company. It was a product partner that I'd been looking at and she's like, oh, you want to chat, right? And so we built a friendship. I signed up with the product partner that she was with and not because I wanted to be in network marketing because I wanted a product that I really liked for my health coaching clients. And when we created our, originally we weren't actually Luscious Hustle. It took us a year of having a podcast together and just building an audience, getting to know each other in front of everybody. I mean, our friendship is like literally evolved in front of everybody. We didn't meet for the first year. And then when we created our first program, that was called Luscious Hustle Academy. And we actually still weren't even Luscious Hustle at that point. Like we were Luscious Living at that point. And Luscious Hustle was the culmination of listening to our audience and then following our passion and what we wanted to do and really stepping into business coaching. Cause I fought that for like a year. Laura kept telling me you're a business coach. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no. But you know, to talk about the money situation, I mean, I had been health coaching on my own. I'd quit my job in New York. I'd gotten my certification as a coach and we took our first actual chunk of money in our business. So we worked together for a year without any income in our business, launched our first program, made 10 grand and immediately reinvested in ourselves by hiring a coach. And instead of paying ourselves at the beginning, we invested our money back into the business because we knew like, you know what, coaches need coaches. We need to be, we need to be setting an example. We need to lead by example. We knew that together we were strong, but with somebody else guiding us, we would be stronger. And so, yeah, the first year and a half of our business, like we didn't pay ourselves at all. And I think, you know, the, the misconception is like, you know, you start a business and you're immediately going to see returns. And if you don't see returns, you're a failure and like, no, 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 that's not true. I think we have known from day one that we were playing a long game and that we really wanted this to be something that was going to support us, not just for a year, not just on a whim. It wasn't a hobby. And so we set ourselves up as a corporation and we took the steps to make ourselves like a legal business that would support us for the long term. And so the money came. I mean, we've done multiple six figures. We did six figures in our first year of business like as an actual business. And we did multiple six figures last year. And I think, you know, it's important to understand that, yeah, the money mindset part of being a business owner is really trippy <laughs> like, because you don't, you know, it's, it's not always a quick return on your investment. It's just not. So which social media platform would you say play the most important part of your business growth? Definitely Instagram. We always, we, we always made the most growth and the most connections through Instagram. And that was really, I mean, when we started, the, when we launched the podcast in January of 2017, I mean, we had no audience. Betsy had maybe a, a couple hundred followers on Instagram that were mostly friends and family. I had maybe thousand on Instagram, maybe. We didn't have a huge following on, on Facebook, again, other than friends and family. So we were really starting from scratch. And I really felt like, well, you know, we were both pretty newbie at that point. And we were really doing, 
like just launching the podcast and starting to put our voices and our message out there, we felt we were really stepping outside our comfort zone. And, and Betsy in particular, being seen at that point in her life because of the trauma she'd been through in the past, the podcast was a stretch for her, just getting your voice out there. So we, it actually felt safer to build on Instagram where we didn't know anyone right? It felt safer to attract an audience who just wanted to listen to us because they liked what we had to say, as opposed to trying to build a network based off of who we already knew, right? Because it's easy, it's easy to be judged by someone who knows you. It's a lot more difficult for someone to judge you when they don't know you and they don't know your backstory. And they're just like, oh, I just discovered this podcast. Mm, That's interesting. I kind of like what these girls have to say. And so that felt comfortable to us. I liked the, you know, I just liked Instagram as a platform. It was easy to share the podcast. It was easy to, you know, that was the thing too. We didn't have a network. We didn't have a community of other women. We knew that we wanted to have a podcast that was about connecting with women who are intelligent and interesting and deep and soulful. We wanted these really juicy, luscious conversations, right? The kind of conversations that you have in real life with girlfriends over coffee or a glass of wine that just felt like your heart was being cracked open, right? That was the kind of conversation we wanted to have on the podcast. And, but we didn't know anybody we could have those conversations with. So Instagram made it easy for me to snoop out, you know, other people and be like, oh, I like this chick. I like what she's about. I'm going to invite her on my podcast and see if she'll come. And that's how we started building connections within the online space. We started creating relationships with our peers, with our contemporaries and started to grow along with them. And so that was, that was really a big piece for us. It was, it played multiple roles in making us feel safe, making us feel seen, making us feel heard. And then also really just allowing us to build the network for ourselves and then also build the audience of who we wanted to serve. And you mentioned past drama just now. How were you able to overcome past drama and and actually use those personal development journeys to actually accelerate your business growth? That's a really interesting question. And we've talked about this quite a bit. So I was raped at 19 by a stranger in my own home and not believed after the fact. And so for me, I spent 21 years of my life basically not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be heard because he saw me across the room at a party and he followed me home. And it was a very much like, oh, like kind of anytime, like relationships, I self-sabotaged everything for about 20 years. And that included not letting my, anyone take my picture. So when you start a business and you're building online and you're in the online space and you are trying to get your message out there and you're trying to get people to relate to you, they want to see your face. Like it's called social media for a reason. And so for me, when we first started the business, like, you know, I think this is where your purpose and your core values really start coming into play in business because my core values and my vision that I had for my life and what I wanted to do was to help other people. The only way that I could help other people was if I started to help myself. And so there is this tipping point in personal development where, yeah, you can do all the work on the back end, but if you're not showing up in the front end and you're not really fully stepping into and aligning with your core values, nothing happens. And so it's like Laura said, you know, like for me, getting a picture at the beginning and putting it on Instagram, I felt so violated. And yet when she would be like, Betsy, I need a selfie. I'd be like, okay. And I'd, I'd really have to build, if you looked at some of those first selfies, like I don't smile. Like I, I thought I had the worst smile. I thought I was just like, I wanted to hide. I would wear hats like down here, like covering my eyes so that nobody would see them because I really was that afraid that somebody was going to attack me. It's a really visceral feeling to have when you're in business. And I think, again, it just, it happens for me. What happened was as I found my comfort zone and then I would just stretch it a little bit. So it's like Laura said, starting with voice was really easy. Nobody had to see me. Then it was a photo 
Then it was video. Now, then it was like going to group events. I used to get massive panic attacks in groups. Like I couldn't be in bars or clubs or anything. If there were too many people around, I would just shut down and like be hyperventilating in a corner. Now I can go to events. And so I think when you align with your purpose, when you understand your core values, when you feel really strongly in the work that you're doing, you can actually heal yourself while building a business because you have a purpose. You have a reason to get out of bed. You have a reason to do the thing that feels a little bit scary because it's also exciting at the same time. And that's really the sweet spot for me. It's like that scary, exciting moment where like, you're like, oh my God, I'm actually doing it. Right. (laughs) And it can be very therapeutic to be able to look back and like, be like, oh my God, I accomplished all this while dealing with this trauma. And on top of that, like I, we actually, you know, my dad just passed away, but like, I've been home for five years taking care of my dad who had Alzheimer's, like who builds a business while (laughs) taking care of their father, right? Like full time. And you know, again, it's like you, you can play the victim and you can have all the obstacles stacked against you, or you can, again, align with the core values, align with your purpose and magic can actually happen. And you can end up feeling really, really good and really proud of yourself, which is kind of how I feel now. Like I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're all so proud of you and rooting for your continued success, Betsy. Thank, Thank you. you for your courage. And we all honor that. Laura, I think you had some past drama as well, right? Well, I wouldn't, I didn't, my story is not anything like Betsy's. I have gone through a separation, a divorce. I wasn't legally married, but you know, for all intents and purposes, it's basically the same thing um, over the past year. And, you know, honestly, it has been, it has been rough. I never gave, I never really understood, you know, you hear about other people going through divorces and going through, you know, they talk about it being like a, you know, a hard year, a bad couple of years. And I, I honestly never really understood that. I really didn't. I, I was quite naive to that. And I, I see that now. I see that fully. Like anyone who has gone through a difficult breakup or a difficult separation or divorce, it really unearths all kinds of things about you. Even if the, even if the separation is very, very amicable, mine was not. Mine involved lots of harassment and threats and, and all kinds of, of you know, verbal abuse, physical abuse happening to me. And so it's easy. And I will say this from experience. It is, it is very easy to fall into victim mode and get stuck there. And it's something that I now have to work on every single day of like, okay, we're not, yes, these bad things happened, but it's in the past and we're moving forward. And, and what can I do for myself? How can I release this? I, I think this plays into as well, what's happening in you know current events in the world with you know, the pandemic and the economy and, you know, lots of things happen to you that are uncomfortable and hard and unfair and you don't have control over them. And it, but you do get to choose, am I going to feel helpless or am I going to let myself feel the things that I'm feeling? And then keep moving forward. And that is hard. Like no, just no denying it. It is hard. But it is also the thing that will, I think, make your life worth living. And I think that there is, especially in building businesses online, in the online space, I mean, I think social media is amazing. I think all of the technological advancements, like we're talking on Zoom right now. And, you know, I mean, when we started the podcast, Betsy literally Googled how to start a podcast and we found the answers and away we went. And, you know, there's so many things that have um, technology that has lowered the barrier of entry for people starting a business, which is phenomenal. And I love that. But there's a little catch to that. And the catch is that there's a bit of an instant gratification piece that's happening. And there's this sort of underlying notion that it should be easy, that you should just be able to start the business and do the things and make the money. And it's all just supposed to fall into place and be easy. And the truth is, it's not. It's going to be hard. And instead of resisting that difficulty and that hardness, 
understanding that 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 part of your journey is the part that will make it worthwhile. And that when you can tap into finding the moments of lusciousness, when you're going through, whether it's starting a business and things are really hard right now, or you've lost your job, or you're struggling with pandemic life and kids are home and there's no school, or you're going through a separation, or you've gone through a trauma, like what Betsy's on, whatever, right? In those hard, difficult moments in life, if you can lean in and understand that it's happening for you and not to you, and that this is actually, it's, it's to your greatest good, right? It's to, it's to your highest good that that is happening. And that when you lean into that, that's really when the magic unfolds in your life. That's when you get to witness things that feel miraculous to you and feel luscious. It definitely, and, I, and I, I'm not like, I don't want to sugarcoat it. It feels terrible in the moment. There's plenty of moments when you're going through a hard season in your life. You're just like, what the F I don't want to do this stop. Right. But when you're conscious enough to really lean into it, that's again, that's just when the magic happens. And that's when you get to really grow as a person. Absolutely. We all have stories. Everyone has their stories, but Mm -hmm. you can't be stuck in the stories, right? We have to let go of those old stories and consciously rewrite the new stories to meet your new goals. And it's just inevitable for all entrepreneurs, for everybody. I know you girls used a lunar cycle as a business tool. Can you tell us more about that? Uh, Yeah. So I, about three years ago, while I was going through deep healing with my own trauma. So after like five years ago, maybe it was a little longer, eight years ago, I guess it was now I was diagnosed with PTSD. And so it started showing up in our business. So as we were growing, we were like, on track to make six figures. Life was moving really fast. And my PTSD just like took off, man. Like it was like out in the stratosphere, daily panic attacks, conversations were just going sideways. And so I had been studying the moon for a really long time and using it as a manifesting tool. And we were at a a mastermind retreat and I had to introduce myself. And it was the first time in business that I had a major panic attack in front of everyone in the room, lost my voice, was like crying. It was awful. And I made the decision like, I'm going to use the moon and I'm going to tackle this. Like I chose in that moment, like this was the time because it was affecting our business at a very, very like real level. And so I started using the moon on the trauma and very quickly I was like, you know what, this would work in business because in the lunar cycle, there's eight phases in the lunar cycle and each one has a masculine or feminine energy. And when, because I came from that New York background, the fashion world where everything was go, go, go 24 seven. And I was burning myself out that way. I was like, no, 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 I need a different structure. And the cool thing is, you know, women's bodies work on a 28 day cycle. Men's bodies work on a 24 hour cycle. And so when we look at the lunar phases, we're given a roadmap, an energy roadmap that we can tap into with each phase. So it's some days, yes, you're going to have more creative energy. You're going to go other days. Like we, as women, we need to receive, we need to surrender. And the moon gives us that framework in order to do the deeper work so that yes, we can heal trauma. Yes, we can heal our anxiety. Yes, we can give ourselves the space to have fun and live luscious lives. And guess what? We can also make six figures while doing it, multiple six figures. And so for us using the lunar cycle, I mean, the big ones, new moon and full moon, new moon every time it's a chance to reflect there's no light shining on us it's a it's a moment for us to look inside ourselves and go back to our core values go back to the things that we love and set an intention and a goal for ourselves the full moon is really that moment where we get to release the things that are holding us back release those old stories so if you're in the constant practice of every two weeks sitting down and taking stock of your life and your business guess what you can accomplish really fast? Because instead of making it like, oh my God, I have to sit down and do all this work. It's like, no, no, no. I have the structure and the framework to sink in, release, 
make a new goal release. And it's like, you're constantly communicating with yourself and you're constantly supporting your energy and you're constantly living this luscious cycle of abundance because guess what? There's always another lunar cycle. So you always have another opportunity. You can't mess it up because there's always another opportunity. And so we apply that to our business and we created Moon Goddess, we, which is our signature moon course. And the cool thing is we went from struggling to make 5K months to 10K to 15K within three lunar cycles. And it was just consistent after that. It was like growth, growth, growth. Anytime we followed the lunar cycle and the energy, we had those pockets of massive growth and it was in alignment. So it's, it's, a, double, it's a double tool, right? It's a personal energy tool, but it's also the business framework that we use to keep our energy high and to feel luscious while we're working. Love it. Love it. Love it. So when you're feeling a little bit low, do you have a favorite quote to go by? So I do. I have, I have two right now that are, that are related. So the first one, I, I follow a lot of like Jordan Peterson's work. Um, and I think I, I just think he's amazing. Um, so his one quote that I love is the purpose of life is finding the largest burden you can bear and bearing it. And I know that that's not very sexy and it's not your typical inspirational quote, but I think that if you're going through a hard time right now, then you need to have someone acknowledge that like, yes, yeah, sometimes life does feel hard and that that's okay, that that's actually a part of your purpose. And you know, the other one that kind of is in, in alignment with that, that I've, I really liked recently is Glennon Doyle from her book Untamed, right? And she, you know, her quote is like, I see your fear and it's big and I see your courage and it's bigger. We can do hard things. And I, I love that. It's just that acknowledgement of like, yep, life gets hard and we can still do it. And I think that, that uh, that's really been very motivating for me lately. And I think that it's really in alignment with a lot of what a lot of people are experiencing right now. Thank you so much, Laura. How about you, Betsy? I don't know who said it. I mean, this has been my mantra for like as long as I can remember, but life begins at the edge of your comfort zone has always been the one that I come back to because it's interesting for a long time. I felt like that was such like a masculine thing to say, but in reality, the biggest growth and the biggest happiness and the biggest joy that I've ever experienced has happened outside of my comfort zone. When I did that thing that's, that felt like, oh, there's no way I could do that. Like starting the podcast, like that was such a stretch for me at the time. And I look back and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So to me, it's that your life happens just outside your comfort zone. And it's not like way outside your comfort zone. It's like just outside your comfort zone. That's all you need to do is just stretch a little bit. Awesome. Thank you for your wisdom. Where can our listeners connect with you at? So the best place to find us is on our website, luscioushustle.com. And you can also find us on Instagram, which is luscious.hustle on Instagram. And then of course our podcast, which is also Luscious <laughs> Hustle. And that is on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all the places and spaces you can find, find a podcast. Thank you so much. Hope you both have a luscious day. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 